and a warm welcome to Smashing Secrets Feng Shui. We're your hosts. My name is Chloe. And I'm Joe, And we're a mother and daughter duo. This show is for all of those that are interested in Feng Shui, including those with no previous experience, but would like to learn how you can improve your life and your successes even more than you're doing already. That's right. This is the show for you because we're going to be breaking down the secrets of feng shui, making the principles much more accessible. This is so you can make your good luck better and make your bad luck smaller. And we're going to discuss how to do that with all the other interesting facts and features of feng shui and everything in between. I hope you enjoy listening. Hello and welcome back to Smashing Secrets Feng Shui. I'm Chloe and over there is mum. Hello. A <laughs> little bit nervous because, you know, you can see us. We're not yeah. just talking into a sort of void of mystery. Yeah. Nothing and wrong with a bit of mystery. And I haven't got much to look at in behind me, but mum's got a whole spectrum <laughs> of things behind her. <laughs> Including my beautiful papers that I'm <laughs> working through slowly. Wow. <laughs> they, look, they, look, they look good. <laughs> they look great to me. Mm. So what okay. are you doing over there? I'm preparing a uh, Basi chart for later on in the podcast, and I'm just going to have a look, quick look at it now. And I'm done. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I've done oh, my prayer. Great. Yeah, great. <laughs> so one minute in and you're ready. I'm ready. Mum was barking at me to record this as like as soon as possible because if we started at 7pm, which is in two minutes, then... There we was an influx of negative luck. stuff. Yeah, because I, I'm super sensitive to the superstitions. stars. <laughs> superstitions. No, to the flying stars. And between 5pm <laughs> and 7pm, there's some wonderful stars. I can tell you exactly what they are. Looking at my tong shu. So between 5pm and 7pm today, there's a combination of branches which are favourable for speaking, presentations, reasoning and bridge building. So I'm building a bridge to you right now because if we waited until 7pm, there's a two hour window, which although is to do is the dog hour, which is favourable because we're talking about the um, earthly branch of the dog tonight. If we had started after 7pm or between 7pm and 9pm, we would have hit a a massive um, wall to do with unlucky stars, including a daybreaker, an empty hour, emptiness of the road, undesirable hour and a white tiger. Well, I mean, it's literally going to turn to seven. It's just turned to seven. I, but it's your starting point. Right. So whenever it's, what's important is where do you start? So whatever you start on, that energy carries through. So this is really, so this is important for things like groundbreaking, which we haven't had a chance to talk about in any great depth. But it's the, it's when, whenever you start something, a new project or an extension to your home, or in this case, a podcast, if you start on during a time where it's auspicious, that energy will continue and flourish and grow. But if you start where there's a negative energy, that energy is going to manifest or, or, I don't want to use the word manifest, but that energy will colour through what you're doing. So the fact that we've, right now, 
we've started and we are just on the cusp of 7 p.m. So carry on. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that. Um, So we are here today coming straight into your ears to talk about none other but then the Chinese dog. Yeah, well, it's not Chinese. It's it's the earthly branch of the dog. So people that have um, um, curiosity about the 24 mountains, this is one of the directions, but it's also a Barzi uh, star. So it refers to people that are born during Year of the Dog. So 1970 was the Year of the Dog. October is the month of the dog. Every 12 days you get a day of the dog. And um, the hour of the dog, as I mentioned, is between 7 and 9 p.m. So for all those people born during 7 to 9 p.m., they're going to carry the hour of the dog. That's interesting that you get days of the animals like that because I've been keeping a moon diary and that changes the zodi- the moon sign changes every one and a half to two days. So I think from now on I'm gonna be writing down what the what sign is in the moon, but then I'm also gonna be writing down what day of the animals it is. That's good. That's really good. I I'm I'm curious to see what you what patterns you pick up. Mm, me too. I've been yeah. doing the Moon Diary since um, March, so quite a while. Okay. Yeah. And what what have you discovered? What have you found? Um, it's quite interesting to like break it down into the elements. So on on days where the Moon's in Pisces or Cancer or. January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, Scorpio. Got the cat here. Um, hey, baby. Oh. oh, what a gorgeous boy. Um, yeah, people are just more emotional on those days. They're more receptive. So we've just gone through a full moon in Pisces across the weekend. The harvest moon. Yeah. Do you know what they do in the, in the Far East during a harvest moon? What the harvest? It's a festival. It's the moon it? festival. Yeah. <laughs> to anyone that's, that's listening to this podcast, Theo keeps putting his tail in my face. <laughs> do you mind trying to do some work here? No, so, my yeah, furry I'll start, grandson. I'll start writing down the animals as well and see if um, any patterns come up. It's quite interesting. Yeah, good idea. Mm. I'm, I mean, you're much more. Um, oh, what's the word? You're much more aware of awesome. Western Zodiac. <laughs> you are awesome, but I wouldn't say much more awesome than me. <laughs> I've got oh, a few really? more awesomeness years ahead of you. Oh, really? <laughs> when, you, when you get to 52, then you can compare your awesomeness to mine. Okay, all right. <laughs> I mean, you that. look awesome. I'll give you that. I think my maths is more awesome than yours. I don't need math when I'm in this awesome. Everyone needs maths. It's a beautiful language. Nah. <laughs> so, ladies and gents and everybody in between, I'm a dog. So, Mum, what does that make me? Read out all my beautiful characteristics. I'm ready. Okay, you're my daughter. Job done. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening, everyone. <laughs> You can come back next time. <laughs> okay, so 
basically you were born during the year of the wood dog which was 1994 right. i see so sure. similar to the other earthly branches there's five different variations based on the five um, different elements so you can have a wood dog, a fire dog, a earth dog, a metal dog, and a water dog. Sure. And they can come up in different areas in your chart. They can come up in the year, the month, the day, and the hour in the Barzi, the natal Barzi chart. But they can also come up in your luck pillar, in which case they'll have a 10-year influence. And they can come up every year, every October. And as I mentioned earlier, they come up in a sort of cyclical uh, way every 12 days because there's 12 earthly branches. So when you get to the, to the end, it starts off with the beginning again. And you also have a direction associated with the earth dog, which I can tell you now. Um, it's in the northwest, but I'll tell you the exact compass direction when I find... If you can, if you can creak that chair just a little bit more. It's the, it's, the, it's, the little, it's the little movements that make the biggest sound. Okay, there's probably some Freudian thing in there. Let me just have a look. Yeah, a little bit of philosophy. Oh, God, talking of which, I did such a good course at the weekend. Yeah, what was it Mind about? blown. Um, it's about reprogramming your subconscious, actually, which, um, I mean, we haven't. it's not strictly feng shui, but when we get to it... When we get to talk about man luck, then I would very happily share what I picked up this weekend because it was amazing. So let's just have a look. So the actual compass direction of the dog is it's known, it's in the northwest, it's northwest one. And even with my magnifying glass, I can't find my glasses, so uh, it <laughs> is. <laughs> Those glasses They're... that you picked up aren't even yours. They're yeah, not but, even your prescription. <laughs> did you go to Specsavers? Yeah, I did. What was your prescription? Actually, I didn't go to Specsavers. I went to Boots. Yeah, what was your prescription? I don't know. I need glasses. They would have given you a prescription, Mum. Yeah, it's in my bag somewhere. Oh, my God, I really want to know. So, you know, you went to Boots. I was having a conversation with somebody, and then apparently... So I went to Specsavers, and they went to Boots to get their eye test. But yeah. their eye test involved... The, the the eyepiece actually touching their actual eye. Did that happen to you? No, and that sounds like a contact lens. It, no, it wasn't a contact lens. It was like an actual thing getting closer and closer and closer to his eye until it like... And it touched his touch eyeball? It. Yeah, I think so, because they couldn't do the other one because he was just like... Ew, mm. I'm glad I didn't so go there. So that didn't happen to you? Interesting. No, I mean, they, they were very thorough and they how told they, me... I'd... How can they be thorough with an eye test? Well, they had loads of tests, loads of lasers and all sorts of things. Um, they lasered your okay, eyes? I, yeah. I really can't read eyes? this. You yeah. can't read it? Mom, no. Find out your prescription right. and get some glasses. Yeah, have a look, have a look, have a look. Genuinely can't see that. My internet's not good enough. It's blurry. Okay, well. That's what I see what you see right now. Okay, next time I'll be able to tell you. <laughs> next time mum will have a prescription for our glasses. I'll be wearing my glasses and I'll be able to tell you exactly what I can see. So mum, right now went, it's a bit of a blur. You went to Boots and you got your eyes done, you got your prescription, but you didn't get any glasses. What's that about? That's 
that's the correct. That's the truth. Why glasses? <laughs> you've gone. You've gone as far as going to the place, getting your eyes tested, finding out that you need glasses, but you're not getting them. Why not? Uh, Why not? I thought we were talking about animals. I thought we were talking about glasses. <laughs> Is this a tell no. my moth moment? <laughs> Do you not want glasses because they make you feel old? Um, <laughs> would you prefer? Would you prefer to use your Do you giant, like my t-shirt? Ma- giant magnifying Look glass? Look at my t-shirt. You would prefer to carry around an A4 size magnifying glass that obviously doesn't work. Then get a pair of glasses that suit your face. I I've got a pair of glasses. Compliment your looks. Yeah, where so, are they? Okay, they're not well, your prescription. Well, the glasses that are going to complement my looks are still in the shop and I just yeah. haven't found them yet. Yeah. Right, we need to... Can we carry so- on? Yeah, we need to sort you out some glasses. Do you want look. me to start on you, my love? What? What? Yeah, list all the lovely characteristics about the dog. So how's your maths? <laughs> as good as my jokes. <laughs> They land extremely well. <laughs> You're okay, laughing though, so it's fine. <laughs> we have to be careful because both of us just had COVID. And um, if I laugh too much, I will have a coughing fit, which is. I know, I'm desperate to cough right now, but I'm like holding it in. Well, okay, well, that's. <sighs> if you yeah. wish to put your head under the desk and give a good <laughs> put my head underneath the desk to cough because this yeah, is so people don't see this your is our sort first of... video i and know and it's like i'm totally sweating you're sweating yeah it's like Glasses nerves help. well help with the the pers- perspiration yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. who knew who knew it's crazy what you learn on podcasts <laughs> So welcome back to this episode of Sweating Without My Glasses. Being told off by my daughter. Not being, being put able to in do my math. Place. <laughs> Not being able yeah. to read paper. Trying to score points off each other. <laughs> anyway. Family. Dogs. Dogs, dogs. I Well, first of all, they're very lovely. <laughs> are they yeah right. yeah massively phrases. so so uh-huh, what are the characteristics yeah. of the dog so loyalty on. so you can confirm yeah. or deny mm-hmm. if this is the case i'm just gonna put some oil on my lips because they're super dry okay so i'm using the goat oil you're using goat oil why aren't you using the dog oil this is a dog episode we did the goat well i know this is the um this is uh, the Sunday one you put me on to. Oh, is it made by made, Sunday? Made by Sunday. Oh, yeah, And this nice. is their goat oil, and it's lovely. Yeah, Very nice. light. Lovely. So now I can speak properly because my lips are, are moisturised. How's your eyes on per- it? Perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's get down to business. So people let's born with down, the energy of the dog... <laughs> so if it is in your year of birth like me like chloe then it will affect you um on a sort of general way really it, it's it's i mean when you read books about um, the different stars they tend to focus on the annual star because it has such a sort of 
umbrella effect. It sort of covers or, or is, is related to things on the, most things on a general basis, but particularly to do with business and, and work. And the, uh, you've got a heavenly stem, which you could, which could be either earth or fire or wood or water or metal so they sort of give you the different flavors and then the earthly branch is the sign of the dog and as i mentioned they tend to be quite loyal so just um and very and 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 friendly and popular just you know when you think of a a natural dog it's uh, they love to be uh, most dogs i mean you'll always get exceptions to the rule but most dogs tend to be quite happy in a pack so people that have the star of the dog in their chart tend to be quite friendly and popular and have uh, a lovely sort of um, connection with people or, or with their sort of peers so particularly if it's in the year but if it's in the month it can have come through more in their personality and character if it's in their day, it may reflect more on their relationships, their personal relationships. So it may be that there is to do with their partner. And in the hour, it's more to do with their um, dreams and aspirations, inspirations, and funnily enough, sexual preferences. <laughs> and I mean, to be honest, all, any hour you can look at sexual preferences. So, the ones that have um, the stars of romance, which are the pure elements, that's the horse, the ra uh, rabbit, the rat and the rooster, they tend to be the most serious um, in terms of relationships in, in sexual preferences. So they're the ones that are more, not committed, I suppose that's not fair to say, but they take um, sexual liaisons very seriously. And you say are, that they're rigid? No, not at all. Um, I would say that they, it's it's more traditional. Yeah, okay. respectable, traditional, um, more to do with commitment and fidelity. So they're less likely to have branch out and have affairs. And if, they have travelling horses as their hour of birth. So that's the stars that initiate change. So that's the tiger, the pig, the snake. There's one more. Uh, Dragon? No. Snake. Uh, Orange. Caspar. Uh, Sop. <laughs> um, where's my, my very helpful... Alternative oh, to hell. spectacles. <laughs> Monkey. So they're ones, they like things to, they like to make it a little bit more adventurous. They they can get bored. So they, in terms of um, of um, expressing themselves in, in the bedroom, they tend to like things to be a little bit more spicy, a little bit more exciting and mix it up a bit. And then we get to the... Uh, the other stars, of which there's four, so that's the dragon, the dog, which made me think of it because we're doing talking about the dog, also the goat and the ox, they're the ones that can be a little bit more mysterious, a little bit more kinky, a little bit more sort of um, take that spice level up a notch. So, mm. so I hope I'm not offending anyone, particularly anyone that's born <laughs> between 7 and 9 p.m., <laughs> because your secret's safe with me. <laughs> yeah <laughs> of course it does spicy. have a <laughs> spicy it does a have a bear of spice 
<laughs> and it does have a bearing on how the stars interact with each other. So we would look at clashes and combinations as well. So what combines with the star of the dog? What what would what do you think is makes Snake. enhances the energy of the dog? Snake. Uh-uh. Great. Mm. I love this. I love this game. <laughs> um, all right, let me think. Let me think. Horse. Yay! Makes fire. Carry on. There's another um, couple. Goat. Actually, yeah, possibly. It's not my first go-to, but um, it depends on how people respond to the earth energy. But um, in some schools, they call it a harm. But I've actually seen some really positive effects when people sort of activate that branch in, in their feng shui. But no, the one I'm really thinking of is the tiger. And that's because this is year of the tiger. And um, when the tiger and the dog combine, and perhaps you can sort of enlarge on this, Big, big changes, big things happen. So you are born Year of the Dog. This is Year of the Tiger. Have you had significant events this year? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Next question. And? <laughs> um, oh, so God. what about in work, first of all, because the year of the birth is relates quite, quite, quite heavily on things generally, but also to do with work. So I will just say that... Anything and everything that could possibly change in one's life has. This year? Mm-hmm. For the better? Yes, for the better. Except okay. COVID, because that's annoying me. To be honest, I was more scared of COVID. I mean, I'm still recovering, so apologies for my nasalness and my chestiness, but I'm... I was more scared of COVID before I got it. I, I, it. For the last two years, it's been a sort of dark cloud and I was quite anxious about going back to work. I was anxious about traveling, going into supermarkets. Um, I, I found the, the idea of COVID actually more terrifying than actually having COVID. Mm. And um, now that I've had it, I'm not saying it was fun. It was... Um, pretty horrid actually and um probably the worst hit like a sack yes massively and um and quite close together in fact the common denominator was um you got it after the first workshop and I got it after the second workshop so I was thinking to myself note to self (laughs) (laughs) I know ridiculous (laughs) but now that I've had it I'm sort of kind of grateful in a way that I'm I'm a more um I'm aware of 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 my sort of strengths and weaknesses I'm you know the fact that I mean god I'm so grateful that I didn't have it to the point where I had to go on a into hospital on a ventilator and um and I know, and I know that lots of people have had to go through that but it, in a way the the fear factor was for me, much stronger than the actual disease. And now that I've had it and I've got the antibodies, I'm I'm sort of grateful in a way that I've had it now so I can hopefully get through the winter with, uh, with a sort of more um, energy sort of sympathy house. So the heating's not going to go on full willy and I am going to be watching my fuel consumption, but at least I'm not going to be freezing cold allowing my immune system to drop to catch something at a time when um the weather's extreme so and and 
and it has sort of helped me sharpen my um, incentive or in- intention to be more healthy, to lose weight, to be a better version of myself. And if and it was because of COVID, I was I was sort of um, I've taken steps now to sort of be a little bit more health conscious and and to 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 you know avoid flu in the future. Mm-hmm. So. I'm not saying I'm happy about it, but uh, I mean I'm relieved it's it's been and gone. Mm. I still feel like I've got the last legs of mine holding on because you're meant to self-isolate for 14 days from the day that you test positive. And I self-isolated until the day that I tested negative, which was eight days. And within that 14-day cycle, which I probably should have just stayed and rested, Within that 14 days, I went to Bristol and I went to a festival and I was like on my feet all day, moving around all day. Arting hard. Yeah. And that was literally like a week ago. And for the week that just passed in between now and the festival, I was, I felt so tired and just like not very well. Like, and this weekend, that's just because it's Monday today. The weekend that just passed, I was just like, I need a reset. I need a mental reset. I need a spiritual reset. I need a physical reset, mind reset. Like, you know, like everything needs to be reset now because I've just pushed myself to the brink and I need to just chill. Yeah, and- well, well, fair enough, darling. I mean, you know, you're, you're not a robot. You You do need to look after yourself and I hope you know, you've learned a lesson there. I mean, the thing is, since you've moved on to the boat, you have been full on party animal. So busy. I haven't been partying, but I have. You've been out. I've been out. You've been out every night. Yeah. Yeah. You've been very active. (laughs) Every day. (laughs) And you know, this week, every, every week I'm just like, yeah, I'm just going to chill. Just going to chill out. And like, again, this week I've got plans every day till Sunday. Well, maybe something needs to change a little bit so that you you can be the best version of yourself. You know, yeah. it, it, rest is important and relaxation is how the body heals itself. It's um, it's it's scientific. You 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 can't keep burning the candle at both ends and mm. um, and be your best. So, mummy knows. Listen to your mom. Is that a dog thing to just be very active? I think there's more to it. I mean, I mean, you called them sociable. Yeah, very sociable, and um, and it could be with the tiger. There's a little bit more energy involved when the dog star meets the tiger star or the horse star. There is um, a fire reaction, and fire is energy. So you could feel and spontaneity. When you think about fire, what does fire like to do? It likes to be the life and soul of the party. It's um, it's an energy that um radiates outward it's just like light and heat radiates outward and it could be that's why you're more prone to being more active and more sociable in fact the other star that's a big um, combination with the dog is um the year of the rabbit or the month of the rabbit the rabbit star and that's what's coming up next year so i should imagine that and again the dog star and the rabbit star combine to make fire so i should imagine that you're spontaneity and you're socializing you're 
opening of the heart because love, expressing love is a fire energy, warmth, welcoming, hugging, all of these things are expressions of the fire energy. So I should imagine that this is, you've sort of started a trend that's going to continue for at least another sort of 15, 16 months. And, um, and then you may find, because the following year is a dragon year, it's the wood dragon. Mm. And that's where you might hit a brick wall. So as a mum, I'm saying pace yourself, you know, do allocate rest days because you've, otherwise you're going to get yourself, you wear yourself out and the dragon will clash with the dog. So things that are inside those stars, because the the star of the dog is also known as a storage or a grave of the fire element. And I mean, grave sounds pretty scary, but what it means is it's, it's the hidden stars that are within the dog will be released whenever that storage is open, whenever there's a clash or a combination. So the dragon will clash with the dog. And inside the dog, we've got some fire energy, but we've also got some earth energy. Um, the outside energy of, of the dog is to do with earth. And inside, I'm just going to double check so I don't fluff it up and make a mistake. You said don't so, fluff it up. I did. Fluff. <laughs> I'm very polite. <laughs> this is just a kinky, sweaty glasses episode after all. You talk you talk about yourself, my sweet. I'm perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quoting you. <laughs> oh goodness me. You blind the wrong thing. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Glasses are made for a reason, Mum. Yeah. So inside the dog we've got Yang Earth, Yin Metal, and Yin Fire. Inside the dragon, which is a storage of water or a grave of water, we have yang earth, yin wood, and yin water. So when those stars hit each other and react to one another, we even though they've both got the yang earth star in common, so they both carry that, so that combines, that's that's there's no clash there. The other stars do clash, so yin wood will clash with yin metal and yin fire will clash with yin water. And that's where things get a little bit problematic, or, or not problematic, but changeable. So um, that's when we can experience some change. But the dog star and the dragon star, uh, there's, they actually have uh, quite a strong spiritual aspect. It's known as the net of heaven and hell. And it, it's almost like Halloween. It's, it's, it's where the energy the spiritual energy is very close to the sort of physical plane. So that's where unusual phenomena occur. So things like people might might feel that there's a more of a ghostly presence or maybe there's clairaudience or something like that. They might have a stronger intuition or they may sort of have a, a sense of something in the house or maybe they visit an area and they sort of get a little bit sort of twitchy that there's there's a sort of heightened sensitivity when mm. these stars are are around one another and it's interesting because you've just entered a luck pillar which is to do with the dragon so things for you are in a, a big process of change and and i suppose experience but also your spirituality awareness is going to be a little bit more encouraged and 
and you might find that you're more drawn to certain things over other things and um, your interest in um, in certain subjects might become more magnified i mean would you would you i mean you've only just entered that luck pillar so it might be too early to say but what would you say so true like since the beginning of this year i've just been so inclined to buy books about well my first lot of books i bought at the beginning of the year were to do with um the self so it was interesting because i used to read a lot about the self when i was like in my late mid to late teens so it was interesting to go back into that but I was looking at like western versus eastern points of view to do with psychology and neuro neuro neuropathy neuropsychology um philosophy um so I've been and like the book I'm reading now is something that I bought at the beginning of the year and that's to do with the chakra system and to do with psychology. Oh, talking self. of which, I've got a lovely book. Did I show it to you? About chakras. Yes. Okay, I'm going to show and then, it. And then I've bought another bunch of books, which are about... That's a lovely book, Mum. <laughs> which are all about nature. Um, some of them are actually... Oh, beautiful. Yeah, some of them are actually uh, fictional, and I don't really read a lot of fiction. But they're meant to be very good books. And one of them I got is Life of Pi because that makes me think oh, of you. Oh, I love that book. Oh, God, I cried when I read that book. Yeah. Well, I bought that because it makes me think of you. Oh, so I'm looking forward babe. to reading it. Yeah, the it's books got a tiger th- in it. The books that make me think of you is Life of Pi and The Little Prince. Oh, oh, oh I love that book. Oh, beautiful. Do you know, one of my favourite, favourite books is The Story of You, Y-E-W. Uh, the Truth. That's such a good book. Yeah, it's, it's the from the perspective of a yew tree, the queen of the forest. Oh, God, that reminds me. Didn't they cut her down? Yeah, but she just... But then she grows she, loads of new roots. And new, comes back, yeah, and yeah. they talk about Robin Hood. Oh, honestly, it's by an Italian author. I can't, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but it is such a good book. Oh, my God, such a good book. And another book, which I absolutely love by a French author, again, I can't remember his name, is The Man Who Planted Trees. That's a super thin book. You can read it in, like, half an hour, less than 20 minutes. But it is such a beautiful, beautiful book, and it just makes me cry every time. Mm. I love trees. I love trees. I mean, yeah, that's I my the, this weekend. Energy. This weekend, I was really, really, really um, desiring going for like a forest bath, like a forest bathing. Oh, that's so funny. We were talking about that at the weekend on the course. Um, it's, it's, really? I've forgotten the proper Japanese name. But it's um, it's very therapeutic. You, you mm-hmm. tree bathing, just yeah. literally being in the forest and soaking in that atmosphere. And do you remember when we went to the Arctic Circle? Do you remember how yeah. how we felt? We felt quite euphoric. In yeah, it was um, the oxygen produced by the trees. There were certain varieties of trees that produced this pure air. And the mm. minute we got off the aeroplane, and I mean, we weren't there for very long—five days. The whole time I felt almost giddy with mm. happiness. And I'd never, and considering we were pretty much in the dark most of the time, we had two hours of daylight, 
it was an extraordinary feeling to be in this sort of Narnia, but feel absolutely joyous, mm. blissed, totally blissed out. It did feel very special. Do oh. you remember when you nearly broke your leg? <laughs> well, when when you nearly killed us, or when I, or, or when you pushed me down a sleigh down a hill. Do you remember that? Do you remember pushing me down? That's, yeah, that's the point. Oh, you I'm... remember that time? Yeah. So I got a sleigh because it's sledge. There's snow, sledge everywhere. There's snow everywhere, and it hasn't actually set because there was it's no like powder. Sun. It was yeah, like powder. It was, it was like powder. Like, even if you put it in your hand and like compressed it as hard as you could, when you let go, it just was like dust again. So I got a sledge, sleigh, whatever you want to call it, whatever, tomato, tomato, whatever. <laughs> the end of this story is that mom nearly broke my leg because... Well, uh, no, uh, I mean... Throwing all the details aside, no, throwing all the details aside... I went on this sledge sleigh and mom, mom gets really excited about things. Mom, mom has an inner child that is rogue. And cannot, busting to get out. Busting to get out. And so she I've pushed me. Pushed you I don't down actually remember you pushing me, FYI, because this was so traumatic. I've obviously blackened it out of my brain. It was years later, maybe ten years later, that you said that you pushed me. I was like, oh fuck. Because you pushed oh, me, right? Oh fluff. Oh fluff. Because you pushed me, right? And I went down and I hit a tree. But it, it wasn't hit. a tree. It was, it was, was it? the signpost of the hotel. It was a signpost. It was so solid. And it <laughs> hit my pelvic bone. My pe- pu- pubic I thought it bone. hit your leg. No, it hit my pubic bone. And it was like it ringed in my body. And it was so painful. It was so yeah. painful. Uh, what what the real shame was, that was about five minutes after we arrived. So um, yeah. <laughs> so that coloured the rest of it. Oh my god, it was so bad, Mom. But but yeah, really but we saw but we topped it with the um with Lack that of ski. Lights. <laughs> yeah. yeah, with that ski um what do you call it? That jet ski thing, that yeah, sort of skis. um motorbike so mom, on. Mom, later down this trip, bear in mind we're hardly there for that long. <laughs> Lots of our stories, Mom, when we go abroad, we nearly die. Um I go abroad in other places and I don't nearly die, so I'm <laughs> doing a bit of math here and the correlation within all these equations is you yeah so, but we know how rubbish your maths is yeah so actually yeah do you remember we went to tuscany what was bad in tuscany oh with the the sulfur lake places yeah there were a few little hair raising moments on that one that trip well jamaica no, but i think well. jamaica, jamaica was, just, oh, jamaica was a whole whole thing we nearly died yeah, we, so many times <laughs> we nearly died so many times <laughs> so many times like we went there three times uh on the stretch i think we like we went for one week two weeks and three weeks and within these six week experiences so many different ways that we could have gone all together by the way we're never separate <laughs> I think that's yeah. how I'm meant to go, Mom. <laughs> Together. No, 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 no. It's Honestly. just um, it's it's the angels. They're just pointing out that they're looking after us. However hard we try, we're saved. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But who puts <laughs> us in those situations then? The angels. Yeah. They're like, oh, you're no, gonna no, get no, a funny no. story out of this one, guys. <laughs> 
No, the ski thing, that ski motorbike ski thing was um, yeah, terrifying. Awful. I genuinely thought we were going to die then. Oh, God. How old was I? I was quite young. I was like 12. Yeah, 12 no, or 13. Because do you remember when 13. you met Father Christmas and he had the letter that I sent him when you were five? Oh, my God. This is so, <laughs> like, surreal. So I was, like, I was a preteen. And, you know, like, I know that, like, Santa's... I don't want to interrupt anybody else's children that are listening, but you know the thing about Santa, you know that he's got a funny existence, that it's, you know. <laughs> so as a preteen, um, I thought... You I were thought, less than impressed with the meeting of Santa. Yeah, so I've gone I've gone to Lapland with my mum and my nan. And, and you didn't know, did you? you it no, was a surprise. No, it was a surprise, and it was a lovely surprise, and very beautiful. Um, so we're there and we've been this like, what, so we're there for five days. Within this time frame, you and Nan, like middle-aged, middle-aged women want to go and see Santa, right? (laughs) And I'm like, why? This can't be for my benefit. Like, why do you want to go and see Santa and go to Santa's village? Grotto. Grotto, sorry. So lo and behold, we trek to Santa's grotto in the middle of arrive- a forest yeah we arrive there and, and you know was, there's like bit, there's some to- elves there's some elves to all fairness there's- it was well done wasn't it there, uh, I can't remember because I had a concussion yeah. in my pubic bone <laughs> <laughs> but there were elves right there were elves that were like the size of humans with <laughs> Um, that like introduced themselves and we walked in and I'm just thinking like oh why am I here why (laughs) and then and then we have it there's this beautiful old man white gorgeous beard gorgeous man it's Santa and I don't know what they're thinking about me they probably looked at me and just thought like god she's pissed isn't she (laughs) she's well grown up bigger than the other children and then it was just like I've got something of yours and I was like, all right. And then, <laughs> <laughs> all right, babe, calm down. And then, lo and behold, he pulls out a piece of paper that's been all folded up. He was like, I believe this belongs to you. And he hands it to me. And I'm like, all right, let's take it then. Open it up. And it's a letter that I wrote to Santa when I was like eight. And I was like, sorry, sorry. How did that get here? <laughs> how how did this letter come go from London to the middle of nowhere in Lapland? In the middle of nowhere. You know, and now I have Sander. Sander reading it out. Sander's letter that I wrote to him. He's giving it back to me. And I'm like, oh. And he read it out, and you were the first child to talk about emailing your Santa list. Are you serious? Yeah, I've still got the letter because he gave it back to us. No. Oh, so much jokes. I no, wrote no. about emailing. Yeah, you wrote a list and you well, just the said... Well, emails around back then. My God. Yeah, because he was laughing, saying, um, you're the only child that's mentioned emails even now. And, that's hilarious. Because um, I think you, it was a handwritten note and... Mm. Um, had you, you'd had well. you put you'd put the your wish list in there, but you'd said very very considerately, would it help if I emailed you this list because that'd be quicker than <laughs> what's your email? That's amazing. And now look at me, I'm a communication officer. <laughs> 
That's amazing. Oh my god, I'd love to know what I put on that list. Oh, I probably got the letter somewhere. I, I somewhere. do keep things. I am a do bit you of have a hoarder. I did have your teeth, but it, what was really weird, I kept them in a special place and um, in this little vase, actually. And then one day I went to look at them and they'd sort of dissolved. So I don't quite know what happened. I suppose some something had got in there and they, or, or I've, I've got no idea. One day That's they were so there gross. and the next day they weren't. So melted. <laughs> yeah, either I, or more than likely somebody had taken them, taken the vase, emptied it out and... You know, they got hoovered up. Yeah. I've got no idea, but yeah, I kept stuff like that. I kept your hair. You kept my hair? For a little while, yeah. Oh, where is it yeah. now? Um... <laughs> well, it's the thought that counts, isn't it, everyone? Next time you you're over. You could be lying, you know. <laughs> Next time you're kept over, your teeth, I'll, kept your I hair. might just, um, just say, Chloe, what's over there? Oh, and they cut my hair. They were like, wow, my hair is really dark. In all, in all the photos, it was bright blonde, but somehow it's brunette now. No, I'm <laughs> sure Asian I've got it. Time. I wouldn't throw that stuff away. I'm too sentimental. Yeah. Yeah. So, so okay, so we <laughs> So, carrying on. Can you? So, we've got 15 minutes. Can you give me an overview of all the elemental dog characteristics and then give us time to do a mini reading? Ready? Okay. Yeah. Go. Okay, so... So we have a wood dog, such as uh, your year of birth, 1994, and the energy of Yang Wood is a little bit tricky for the energy of the dog. And um, it's sort of, we know that wood breaks up the earth of the, um, the sort of exterior of the dog. So that can, can sometimes mean challenges, um, particularly in your early life challenges to overcome things to sort of learn and and those challenges do the to how to determine those challenges does depend on the self element and the other stars in the chart um so i would look at whether or there's some fire in there in the chart if there isn't i would introduce it with the with the feng shui so something in the south just to help bring about a greater sense of balance and i mean challenges aren't necessarily bad because that's how we grow and i know we had challenges in your early life but i think that's basically carved you into the unique special person that you are so even though things can be tough at the time it's it's how we how we conduct ourselves and how we learn from that. And I think that's important. I mean, um, trials and tribulations aren't things to be afraid of. They're things to not necessarily embrace, but there's certainly things that can help mould us and make us um, more special and, and more compassionate, more empathic, that sort of thing. So yang wood over the dog can be a little bit tricky, a little bit challenging, but there are things that can help bring about a greater sense of harmony. In that case, it's fire. Then we get to the fire dog. Fire produces earth, so they're going to have a little bit more of an easier time than the energy of yang wood over the dog. Also, yang wood tends to be a little bit of a perfectionist. That's its little Achilles heel. So the, you, you people that have that, including yourself, may put that little extra bit of pressure on themselves. So if that's the case, cut yourself some slack. It's okay. You don't have to be perfect all the time. I mean, I know you naturally lean towards it 
and in many ways, in my eyes, you are perfect. But um, you can sometimes sort of put that extra bit of pressure on yourself, which can sort of lower your spirit a little bit. So let's warm it up with some fire. Let's put a candle in the south when you're having those low days and just remind yourself that it's okay. It's it's fine. And it and this period will pass. So fire dogs, they're perhaps um, the ones that like to be seen more. Fire is an energy that likes to be seen. It's 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 radiant. So they they like an audience. So that's the fire dog. Again, depending where it is in the chart, the year it's it's on a more general level. In the month, it's more to do with personality. In the day, it's more to do with your essential self, your true self, not the projection you show out into the world. That's the month. but um, And it can also have a bearing on your partner. And then in the hour, it can be um, more to do with your thoughts and dreams and desires. And a fire dog in the hour of birth, I would imagine, is quite a sexy combination. Fire is very loving, very warm, and um, earth is all about touch physical touch. So that's in the hour. Um, Earth dog, two combinations, earth and earth, very compatible. So earth is, um, is your stable energy. That's your support. So people that have that energy tend to be probably quite, um, uh, actually quite majestic. When I think about it, there's two signs, the dog and the dragon that carry this enormous power, like a mountain. They've got this sort of majesty about them. They enter a room and everybody feels that presence because they've got this, this power within them that sort of is, 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 can be expressed in all sorts of different ways. So an earth dog will have double, will be very much um, to do with support and stability, but also this sort of, inner power that kind of comes out in in just the way they conduct themselves. Metal dogs is an energy that um, is again in harmony. Earth supports metals, so the metal comes through in a more dominant way and they can be very direct. They can be very decisive, um, almost cutting. Um, they, it's also an, a met, yang metal, strong yang metal in that sort of um, combination can almost have a, 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 almost like armor, like a military aspect. They, they can be very precise, very strategic, um, could protect, potentially be very good for managerial positions because they're all about structure and support. Um, they, they can be amazing leaders and um in fact yang metal dragons i know we've done the dragon but there's something i'm going to bring in before we go on to the reading about um something a very special combination and that comes through on the day and it it applies to two dog stars and two dragon stars so i'll just finish what i'm saying and then we'll i'll talk about that so the next one is the water dragon. Now I mentioned water earlier that dragon, yeah, uh, water dog, pick up a lie. So uh, water dog is um, the more sort of it, water is the intelligence, is the knowledge and thinking energy, and it's we know that water is absorbed by the dog. So even though they're going to have that that heightened. Um, brain power if you like we know that the that water is absorbed by the earth energy and inside the dog we've got some fire so that's quite a dynamic combination so it could come out in different ways it could come out maybe in the emotions maybe they're more 
freely expressing their emotions. It, it does depend on the other stars that are in the chart. So if it's the only water star, then that effect's going to be minimalized. If there's a lot of water in the chart, that effect's going to be amplified. But water is absorbed by Earth. So so that's it's not as strong as if it were in the dragon. If you had a water dragon, that's going to be a big expanse of water. But in the dog, there's uh, there's that fire and water combo, dynamic, very dynamic, up and down, fluctuating of energy. And then we're back to the wood. So in the day of birth, there's two dog stars and two dr- dragon stars that have a very special, um, powerful uh, combination that's known as the days of Fagong. And so people that are born during day of Yang Earth Dog and the Yang Metal Dog, and it has to be in the day of birth, that's where it needs to lie, tend to be very tough and strong characters. And when I was studying this, my teacher said, even ghosts are afraid. So anybody that's got those combinations of dog stars in their day of birth, you will also have some a special combination known as the days of Fagong, and that's F A I. Um, Oh, K-O-N-G, and um, apologies for my pronunciation and nasalness, but the dragon stars are people born on day of the metal dragon or the water dragon. And something really sort of struck me um, quite recently when I did somebody's chart and they had a metal dragon in their day of birth and I think it was also in their month of birth. Now, can you guess a very, very famous person that has the day of Fagong? It's not a dog, it's a dragon. But can you think of who I'm thinking of? No. Come on, someone really famous. And it's not Brittany. Mum, that's so broad. <laughs> it's a lady. Still very broad. Someone that everyone's talking about. What do right they now. do? What do they do? Is it the Queen? Yes. Queen Elizabeth had, um, actually, she had one metal dragon for the day and she had a water dragon for the month of birth. So even ghosts were afraid of her? Yep. So she had two two Fagong signs, but one actual in the day, but the other one in the month. And um, two dragons in a chart also come out as a self-penalty. And because she was born Yang Metal and the dragon is Yang Earth with a storage of water, it has a big bearing on her spirituality and her sort of um, sense of right and wrong. And look at what's happened around the world. I mean, it's it's just... So extraordinary how everybody, everybody, I mean, everyone's got an opinion and not everyone's very um, complimentary about her. But what everyone can agree is that she devoted her life to other people. And from an early age, from a very young age, she was she was completely accepting in her her role in life. And she stuck by it. And so... You've got to, you can't help but admire that. So that was just a little thing that struck me recently when I just had a look at her chart. And, I, and yeah, days of Fagong. So, so people that carry either those two dragons, or either one of those dragons or the dog stars will carry that, that maj- majest- majestic appeal, but sense of um, 
staying power or commitment or this sense of right and wrong and and doing the right thing at the right time. I think that's really admirable. So, so yeah, very special lady. Go, Lizzie. All right, let's move on to our mini readings because you've got five minutes. You've got five minutes to do it. Oh, goodness me. Don't rush Mm -hmm. me. Okay, so let me just call up the chart because I did put it in. So we've got a lady who's born on October the 6th, 1991 at 9.59am. That's right. That's you we're talking about. And they have got a question. They've asked, when could I possibly get married? Additionally, they frequently remark that I have clairvoyance. Please translate my Barzi graph. Thank you very much. Okay, so when could I possibly get married? Ooh, and I have clairvoyance. Please translate my Barzi graph. You said clairvoyance earlier, and I was like, what does that mean? So this is interesting. So that's like a a heightened, very heightened intuition. So this is where people have a sense of the more or an awareness and and so you've got clairvoyance clairvoyance and clairaudience clear audience is where you hear something so you hear maybe voices or you get messages from from a spiritual plane and clairvoyance is more to do with a sensation or feeling or even visual you could perhaps you, you see things or experience things and um and so that's quite interesting so let's just uh so okay lots of things going on in this chart lots and lots and lots of things going on in this chart so let's just run through it quickly the year of birth for this person is yid metal over the goat we know that the energy of the goat is um an earth energy inside we have some wood and some fire but ultimately the earth will support the yin metal so great communicator then we've got a, a month of yin fire over the star of the rooster. Rooster, great communicator. The yin fire is possibly what's causing the spiritual sort of boost. It's it's in the month of birth, so it's very much part of their personality and the energy they project out. Yin fire can be vulnerable, but it's also the energy to do with the soul in, in terms of uh, Chinese traditional medicine, yin fire is the emperor and yang fire is the, in the heart is the pericardium. So the, the yang fire does all the pumping and all the action, but the mind and soul energy is represented by that small flame, that yin fire, like a candle. And that, for this person, has an unconventional resource. So that can have a bearing on spirituality because she was born during the day of yin earth over the rooster. So we've got two roosters there. The rooster is a great communicator. So she's got communication in the year, the month and the day. But she's got two roosters. So similar to Queen Elizabeth II, who had two dragons, there's certain combinations of energies that come through and they're known as the self-penalty. So two roosters, self-penalty. That means she can be a little bit hard on herself. Two dragons, self-penalty. Two oxes, self-penalty. Other ones, uh, rabbit and a rat, self-penalty. 
uh, rat and a rooster can be a penalty. So there's a few different things to be a little bit aware of. So she needs to make sure that she's not overdoing things because the metal will encourage her output. And um, so she needs to, because of the rooster, I'm a rooster myself, you've got to be a little bit careful and avoid gossip, be people that are gossipy because that's not going to help. So just avoid that sort of thing. But communication is, a, is, is really important. And networking, socialising, influencing can be really um, powerful with, with this person. And the, the spiritual energy is going to grow. So I don't want her to be afraid. But when we enter period nine, she's going to have, generally, she's going to have some super, super duper good luck because the the energy of the goat is one of those special stars. And the fire energy, is particularly the yin fire, is going to enhance her sensitivity to spiritual subjects. So, and it's in her month of her 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 chart, which month of birth, which is going to have a big impact on how she perceives things, her career, how others perceive her, her character. So that's a big part of her, and it it supports that yin earth, which and yin earth that needs support because she's giving out all that metal energy. And then we look at the hour of birth, and again we've got another indication of spirituality. So we've got uh, yin earth that actually was born during yin earth of the snake. The snake has that mysteriousness to it. It's all to do with um, endings and beginnings, but it's got that mystery as well. I love the snake energy. The snake combines with the rooster. Uh, snakes are also to do, Can uh, they, they're not afraid of the taboo. They're not afraid to explore mysteries of life and, um, and, and come up with amazing constructs because they they no stone is left unturned they're not afraid to to dig in and have a look at what's going on they're very observant and it combines with her rooster energy so i i see lots and lots of harmony in this chart i see one warning which is that self penalty so just be aware of that and then we look at her current luck pillar which began when she was 30 which was in the year Oh, just recently, 2021. Okay. Interesting. 2021, yin metal over the ox. Her current luck pillar, yin metal over the ox. Lots and lots of metal energy. We also know that the ox combines with the rooster and the snake. Triple harmony makes metal. So she's going through some big changes. Some, it's just started. It's going to take 10 years to reach fruition. So there's going to be some shakeups. The ox clashes with the goat. So the hidden stored elements are going to be released. And that means um, she's going to attract more people. So if she is an influencer or if she's somebody that does any type of writing or broadcasting, any any form of creativity, it's metal. So maybe electronic technology, not sure. Um, I think really go for it because the stars are opening up lots of opportunities, lots of possibilities. It can also bring a uh, uh, bearing on her mar the thing to do with marriage. But in terms of when's the best time, I think I'd need to, I'd need a little bit more information. I'd need to look at the perhaps the partner of the chart of her partner to see what's going on there. Also maybe look at their full trade. But basically any time in the next ten years, I should imagine would be quite quite harmonious, quite quite fortuitous 
except for when we've got self-penalty. So last year, maybe not so great because two oxes are a self-penalty. Um, we've got, let's just have a look actually. Let's see if I can tie that, make that a little bit more favourable. So looking at stars of romance for the day of birth and the year of birth, that's how we determine their stars of romance. So the flowers of romance for people born with a rooster, that's the horse. And then for the goat, that's the rat. So I would go for the horse. 2026 is year of the horse, but we've also got the horse energy and that's a fire horse, but we've also got the horse energy every June. So that the horse combines with the goat. So that's really favorable. Um, the, Ox and the goat clash is still around for 10 years, but that brings out opportunities. It doesn't have to be a bad thing. The snake combines with the uh, roosters, which she's got in her house of spouse and her month. So any time in May could be quite nice. So May, June in uh, 25, 26, I think would be quite auspicious. But I would also compare... In fact, 26 is best because Yang Fire combines with Yin Water. So that's totally harm, harm, harmonious and will bring her good fortune because Yang Fire with Yin Metal makes water. Water to an earth sign is wealth and prosperity. So um, hopefully she has got somebody that she loves deeply and they love her deeply and that if they choose to get married in May or June or July, the summer months of 2026, I should imagine it will be a wonderful, wonderful beginning of a wonderful life. Fantastic. Thank you. Okay, what else did she say? Please translate my Barsi chart. Okay, I think I've done that. Um, and then if I look at her next luck pillar, we've got Yang Water of the Tiger. Super good luck, particularly for male relationships. Amazing. So, yeah, 2026, auspicious. Perfection. Okay. Do you Thank want me to talk you. about Char Prince Charles's chart? Oh, another self-penalty, yeah. two pigs. Great. So if you, King were, Charles. if you were interested in finding out your Barsi chart, please do send us an email at smashingsecrets at outlook.com. Otherwise, you can visit our website and you can submit your mini reading application. I don't guess it's an application if you just go to smashingsecrets.com you can find an array of lovely features on our website including subscribing to our future newsletter and this newsletter will have lots of bits and bobs about our upcoming bits and bobs including future workshops and bits and bobs like that and also <laughs> yes i'm talking thank you <laughs> Um, I was thinking it would be fantastic to hear what how you reacted to your Barzi reading. So what I'm going to do is because I know that not everybody has the time to listen to every episode to see if your if your reading's been broadcasted. So what I'm going to do from now on is in all of our um, episode what are they called episode you know the the writing at the bottom of each episode, like the, the the podcast description. I'm just gonna write. I won't say your name, but I'll just say mini reading date above, and I won't say. I guess I can say the time. It's not really makes much difference, but I'll say the the date and the time of yeah. that person of that episode. So then everybody can just kind of see whether or not it's them, and if it is, I thought then, you were going to email them when it was their turn. 
Yeah, I need to do that. But I think I'm going to do this on top of it. So it's a nice like safety net. Okay, cool. Also, I wanted to suggest to you, if because money's tight, because the, we're going through oh so many changes until period nine really gets gets um, going. That not I've had a few inquiries of people that um, are a little bit reluctant to spend lots of dollar on um, on a personal reading. So I was thinking, and I'm, I'm open to your. Your suggestions, also, as you know, about maybe doing some bite-size, um, you know, maybe some more affordable mini—not mini readings, the, the ones we're doing now—but uh, looking at certain subjects. So, if people are wanting to look at compatibility, so they don't necessarily get ninety minutes with me, but I could produce a sort of compatibility report. So, or if they wanted to look at their career luck or health luck, or money luck. And um, I, we could add that to the website. So for something, I don't know, I'm just at the top of my head, say 50 quid, they wouldn't have the same time with me at 90 minutes plus, but they could they could still get a personalised snapshot, a bite-sized chunk of, of that mm. particular inquiry, if they wish. I mean... Um, it's it's more about what do people want it's you know i'm just trying to come up with ideas but if there is if there's a demand for it i'm more than happy to to do that and with the the newsletter subscription or how how we're going to do it i'm not sure yet but um, one of the things i really want to introduce to people and to help people is having these monthly flying star readings because as you know, flying stars, they, they, they're not static. So you, the ones that you're, were in the house at the time of construction, they're, they're there until you lift the roof. But we compare that to annual flying stars and monthly flying stars. So in terms of activating wealth, there's little tricks, little hacks. You, if you know where the flying stars are that month, or if, like, for example, under my desk, I'm not sure if you can hear it, but I've got a water... Um, cure going on, so I've got a, a, a bucket of water with a with a pump inside, activating the water just for September. Because in this position in September, I happen to have a very lucky well star, so I'm I've activated it this month based on the monthly flying stars. So I would like to introduce that. I mean, we could perhaps mention it in the podcast. I could go through flying stars, but we just run out of time all the time. I mean. There's only so many hours in the day, but if I thought as part of the subscription, it might be something that people might like to do because it it does enable people to start tuning into the energy in their environment and making that energy work for them in different ways, whether it's for health or wealth or relationships, um, career luck. Maybe people want to, if they're feeling stagnation, ways of um, bringing a renewed vigorous energy a, a way of recharging i mean you mentioned with covid you felt quite flat and low energy but there's things in the feng shui we can do to 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 boost your chi make that a little bit more it's, i mean it's hard for you, it's difficult for me because you're on a boat but people in houses there's loads of things i can think of mm. well that all sounds wonderful and for all our listeners check out the website and keep your eyes peeled for me yeah bite-sized readings yeah if, if that's what people want if they don't then 
There's only one Lol. way of finding out. <laughs> and the other thing is, this is going. This is a raw episode. We we we. This is being videoed, and you're not going to edit this either. So apologies for the creaky chair. I might edit the podcast one still. Oh, okay, good because I coughed a few Audio times. One. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, but. People can see us in action now, which is a new thing, a new, completely new thing. So look out for us on what platform are YouTube. you going to? YouTube. So look out for us on YouTube and what we under Smashing Secrets. I so. Mm-hmm. So you can see the dynamic duo. And to find our YouTube, you can visit our website, which is smashingsecrets.com, and you can see all our socials there. Otherwise... You're gonna just have listen to, to the podcast. Same yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe a little thing. bit neater because Chloe's going to edit. That's right. Okay, well, we've gone over time and it's stressing me out, so I'm going to call it. <laughs> okay, my sweet. Well, okay. apologies for last week, but, um, for letting you down last week. I really was quite squeaky. So Yeah, mum picked she- up the phone. I was like, are you okay? Because it sounded like she was crying. And then she was like, she's just had a... Her voice was awful. I thought and, I sounded um, quite sort of husky, you know, in a sort of sexy way. No. <laughs> I thought you were crying hysterically. <laughs> yeah. But besides the point of you, if this completely relying on your voice, um, it's sensible to look after yourself and put your health first. Yes. Once we've gone through advice. the animals, what do you think if we do some uh, talk about health in feng shui, how yes, to boost I, your I, health? I think that's great, but I am going to say goodbye to you now, Mum. <laughs> As always, thank you so much for listening and joining us on this lovely day or evening, wherever you are. It's been a pleasure having you. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's so good to be back. I've missed you, my darling. Yeah, I've missed you too. I'm glad that we both have survived COVID. Thank yeah. God. And for all those people that podcast. have had coded, honestly, respect. What's a coded, Mum? It's COVID spelt wrong. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. I love Bye. you. I love you. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds up. <laughs>